Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It girls, we the itch girls. I got Jenny and Lindsay in this bitch girl. Make you move your hips while sipping gin, girl. Make you bounce your tits like it's a jig, girl. Like boom, sip kombucha for your womb. How are you? I'm in pain. Lindsay's in pain. She got her peer. Which I feel like I've had about three periods and you've only had one period in the past one month. I'm just casual. Bleeding non-stop 24-7. So I have a hotty body right now Um, pressed up against me because I'm in severe pain. If If anyone else gives a fuck, I tried to go for my smear again yesterday and... The nurse, again, Ugh. couldn't find, not my cervix, but the hole in my cervix where they have to take the sample from. And she said that it's tilted or something. So I'm just putting it out there just because if other girls are having random issues with their smear, I know I would love to talk to someone who also has had this. So I have to go wait for my next period, which will be in like another fucking six weeks or something because my periods who knows are long. When. And then call up they have a new doctor coming in so dear god I have like and then if that doesn't work I have to go to a gyno who has to put me in the stirrups <laughs> so yeah and re my smear so we I have mine booked and then we had a really important meeting on the day of my smear so as you know I uh, have smear fear and need to take a Xanax um, before, before I get it so because we had that important meeting I had to cancel my smear because I was like, I can't casually be on Xanax for no. this meeting. I'll be like, hey, what's no. up? <laughs> so, and now this weird period thing that I'm getting, which I'm not sure if it's a period or a, just a bit of a big D situation. Mm. So, yeah, it's, it's a great, but we're going to keep on trying because <laughs> yeah. we need to get our smear. And now I'm at this point and I'm sure I'm you just like, obviously I want are it. too. I'm like, please, please give me my smear. It's going to be like a little day out and dying oh, to get no. it. Seriously. So, and then we'll have to wait five fucking months to get the results. Yay. Fabulous. Uh, so that's the update in our vaginal health. Yeah. So if you are, you know, just get your smear, girls, please. And let us know how you're getting on with your smears. Any tilted uteruses out there? I'd love to hear from or you. Any random periods that keep it coming every other week. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yay. But that happens I think it could be a stress thing as well Yeah My sister had that a few years where she, A few years, years ago Where she just randomly had a period For three weeks Stopped Came back so It's, it's really hormonal common Hormonal as well Like mm. if you're Because that stress affects your hormones So like if you're Who knows anyway so, It's all fun and games being a girl Girls mm. just want to have fun Um, Speaking of fun We can't wait to see all you guys next week At our dub show It's so quick Um, I was just singing there The ejaculation Usually there are some tickets put on hold. So if there are any more released, we will let you know on social. And we if you are, you know, we haven't heard. There probably there usually is, but it's usually like the day before or something. So we won't know until then. And 
some people are getting in contact with us looking to you know buy tickets or sell ones we can't really facilitate that on our platform because we'd have to do it for everyone the best way to do it is people are going on like our recent posts and just commenting there so go do that if you're and looking for twitter too yeah twitter too we reblog we retweet everything um if we see any tickets that are coming up on twitter it, ticket fairy people so keep an eye girlies but everyone who has bought tickets we are living, breathing. We wrote the show today. We wrote mm-hmm. the bones of the show. So it's going to be a good end. Yes. Um. So should we talk about what it's about? Just to give them a little, because you may as well, right? Yeah, we'll give yeah. you a little um, teaser alert. So, teaser alert. As you know, the last one that we just did the tour with that we did in the Sugar Club at Christmas was the dating show and, you know, dating kind of in our older years and up until now and all that kind of fuckboy situation. So we're taking it back now to the kind of coming of age show we have talked about that in podcasts before and they always did really well and it's just something that I feel everyone can connect mm. to that so, whole kind of awkwardness of yeah. like your first kiss we're just going to be talking about all awky momos of coming of age but also you know traveling through the really awkward preteen years all the way up to uh your later teens and in your 20s and just exploring that with you gals so we can't wait to talk to you about that but yeah. moving swiftly along uh Ooh. this week we're going to be covering some trending topics uh out there so Lynn's first First of all, obviously loads of people were talking about our VIP award uh, roast, which some people said wasn't mean enough, but I'm like, hon, it's about the clothes, not about the people. I feel like some people wanted us to slate the people, and I'm like, number one, we're not dumb. Like, that's a horrible thing to do. Yeah. And number two, there's only so much you can go in on clothes, babes. Um, but we love the episode. And they were our honest opinions. Yeah. And everyone has, the, like we said on, the, on that podcast, everyone has their own opinion mm. about each piece of clothing. So if we didn't give your exact opinion or thought on some certain outfit then that's, that's because it's your opinion and that was ours so anyway but what, what I was gonna say is that that was inspired by what we did last year we did talk a lot about the Met Gala and this week was the Met Gala because obviously these things fall in line with each other um and this year I was so excited for it this year because the theme was camp and it was based on an art uh, an essay by Susan Sontag all about camp and how it's uh inspired and seen through clothing and art and like just all things to camp. One of the co, the two. There was three co-hosts. One was Lady Gaga was the main one. Then Harry Styles and someone boring. Clearly for the third one because I do not know yeah, who it was. It was a dark girl. I'm not sure of her name, but I know she wore some kind of gold piece and she had a lot. There was there were a lot of like these lo- long ponytails, kind of mm. avatar style that they were holding. But anyway, what was your overall thought of the looks? The looks, um, I loved a lot of them. Some of them I felt were kind of phoned in, as in like they just went camp and they thought, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, I'm going to wear a feather boa and sequins, which is kind of like, okay, like it's an extremely literal interpretation mm-hmm. of camp. Um, but they obviously were great. I mean, I love... I loved the campness of it all. I loved the silliness and it not being quite so serious. Yeah, because I feel for the past few years it was very much like just gowns, mm. beautiful gowns. This- and I loved, I saw loads of people being like, I was so disappointed. I thought this year was like we were served. It was we fun. had such a variation, variation yeah. of different looks. People went there, some people didn't. But I feel like this year... There was so much conversation around it yeah, because yeah, there yeah. was so many was so different much, looks like, and it was color just fun. and like irreverence and people were brought up like the it's, who was the <clears throat> um, 
guy who was brought up by six men, kind of Cleopatra vibes. Well, no, some of my favourites, and we're going to get onto our tops and bottoms, we're not going to go into huge detail, but uh, some of my favourites were a lot of the Broadway stars that were brought, um, because they really went for it. You should look them up, like mm-hmm. some of the guys. Like It's funny, like some of the smaller celebrities really, I think, their uh, looks were had a greater understanding of camp. Um, but in general, I loved the theme. I would actually really like to go see that exhibition now that will be on for the next year in the Met, um, all about mm. camp and everything. Because I think like last year's one was like the uh, heavenly bodies, which was great, and I loved the decadence of that. But mm-hmm. as you said, I'm, I was glad to see a little bit more fun injected, like this. Because, like, the Met kind of looks fun. Like, you get to dress up and be bopping around the Metropolitan Museum. Like, it looks mm. mental. So. I loved the the performative aspect yeah, as well yeah, that yeah. a lot of people gave. And it was just like, oh, this is so... Like, just as a conversational topic, that was just so fun. So yeah. this is what we're going to talk about. Our top and bottoms, not to get into each and every loop. So but, speaking uh, of the performative element, my top mm-hmm. was uh, Lady Gaga. Because I just thought, like... There was obviously like Lady Gaga, when you think of camp a lot of the times, especially as a gay icon, a modern gay icon, a lot of people think of modern day Lady Gaga and she embodies so much camp into her everyday life and Mm -hmm. into her music and into her performance. So I feel like there was a huge amount of pressure on her to like bring it because she was the co-host. She was like, her name was slapped across the thing and I just thought it was fucking gas. Like... It cracked. I watched the uh, there's like a 15 minute video of her going through all the outfits on the carpet, and it's just like it was just like the epitome of her kind of own element of camp. There was uh, aspects of like uh, pastiche where she was kind of like paying homage to like outfits she's worn, and kind of uh, I saw like kind of uh, you know like references to different aspects of her career like that first big mad dress was very art pop then she went into the pink dress and she had the sunglasses mm-hmm. and the telephone which was kind of more like her uh, when she went with that song telephone with uh, Beyonce and she was kind of into the more the 50s thing then she moved on into or sorry before that she had the black dress which was a little bit more of kind of modern Gaga and then later on she was in like her underwear which was very like born this way Lady Gaga and she had all the little bows in her hair which which is very like plays homage to that big remember that big bow she used to wear yeah, her hair yeah. and she had a lot of like really fun kind of elements and the guy who designed all of her outfits did the meat dress he's been designing clothes for her he did that gorgeous dress that she won her Oscar in this mm, year that was beautiful so nice so I just thought that like there was probably such an expectation of what Lady Gaga was going to do and it could have been like I mean, we've seen her in some crazy ass outfits but I just thought it was like modern gaga but also camp she was followed around by all these like dancers with umbrellas and they were like mm. performing alongside her and she was gas i just thought i loved it i thought it was like that's how you do it if you're hosting it without trying too hard for me i was kind of like i feel like we just saw i know what she was i understand what she was trying to do but i feel like i wanted to see fresh looks not kind of like it was kind of like a catalog of her looks and I get that but I was just a bit like I want to see another meat dress I want to see something mm. like whoa Mm-mm. especially as the host so I was a bit underwhelmed with her my favourite just I actually <clears throat> I don't know if you watched Um, it was Kim Kardashian was my favourite mm-hmm. I just think since she wore that um, Ricardo Tichy I think it was the when she was pregnant and she wore the, the floral, floral thing, yeah, yeah I think since then every year Kim is the most spoken of and she's obviously I just think she 
serves she's just i love her whole even the way she built it up with her instagrams giving her um past looks and then there's a beautiful like i think it's only five minutes long I her vogue that. where she's getting ready i'm like shedding a tear so it's she was so in beautiful. versace again right because she was versace last year no well. she was in uh Mulger. oh was it yeah no, it was versace no no it was oh, um Thierry Mulger. yeah and he hadn't designed anything in 20 years so mm. like whoa he designed this silicone dress for her and it was like and also they got the like most incredible like the top corset makers in the yeah, world the corset was crazy it was just i felt in terms of camp it's like an extremity and yeah in keeping with kim's brand similar to like gaga in keeping with her own brand because they're still going as individuals yeah, regardless yeah, yeah. of the um of the theme but i felt like her like camp is also kind of vulgar and not nice you know and her her body is always kind of spoken of in that manner you know that it's just kind of the most fake and fake and it's like extreme it's like so she got with that corset it gave her the most tiniest waist we've ever seen kim have it was must have been insane. like 23 22 she couldn't inches. sit down and um then obviously like she's like a guitar like the yeah. actual hourglass I love the silicone. I love the droplets. I think we always see with droplets Kim, she's out. like so into this like wet look hair, this wet look um, makeup. And she literally went as wet. It yeah. was like obviously um, inspired from that Sophie Loren picture where she's wearing mm. a shirt dress and she's drenched. I just thought she looked like exceptional. For me, what would have maybe like tipped it over the edge is if she'd like, because an extreme for Kim would be to not wear makeup or something or to really mm. pare down the makeup because she went for her kind of usual makeup Her look. makeup was beautiful. Oh, it was beautiful and it always yeah. is. Like she is the makeup gal. Yeah. So that's for me if I think of, if she was going to push the button just a little bit more to wear like a simple, like, I mean, we're talking a glossier look to mix in with that wet yeah, face. I yeah. think that would have been like, wow. Cause or if she like kind of did like, I don't know, some form of like, you know when uh, in like really high fashion you see kind of like the dripping mascara mm-hmm. down your face like if she actually looked like she'd been kind of poured in something like mm. with like makeup kind of melting off her slightly would have then but then again it's like as you said Kim isn't a costume gal she now sure her after party thing was very costume was very Priscilla Queen of the Desert but like yeah that was Kim it's Kim is like all about good hair good makeup and, and looking <laughs> phenomenal and I love and Kanye's I, paired back look oh he was just wearing like a Dickies mm. little jacket and I love that um, he just seriously puts her on a pedestal and lets her be who she is and help create who she is right mm. now like through fashion and stuff and she never every year I'm like she'll never look better oh wait she looks better yeah. it's incredible especially like last year you know we spoke so much about <clears throat> her corseted body in that gorgeous Versace gold uh. gown and um, yeah it was like I was like nobody will ever look good better in a dress oh wait and obviously, again, it's corseted and everything. And I, do you know what I hated? Mm. I hated the whole conversation of people being like, like, I saw a lot of conversation around like, it's ridiculous, Kim corsetting herself. It's like, this is the Met Gala. Like, this is where people are meant to be like, ridiculous. And you're giving out that Kim Kardashian court. Like, what do you think celebrities are doing? Wearing no underwear. They're all, if they're not in corsets, they're in fucking spanks. And like, it's amazing on. because then when she had her after party look, like mm. her waist was completely like. Her usual waist. Yeah, so it's amazing. I think that's just incredible what fashion can do. Like I mm. remember in that video, the Vogue video where it was like behind the scenes, her crazy. getting ready. She was like, I've never, ever scene couture like this yeah and when people are giving out as well about like oh you slated this look or you slated that look I got a bit of kickback on mostly it was positive obviously because it was all lols but like Kim isn't 
choosing something off the rack and going out and dig like there's such a huge team mm. of stylists and designers and everything that goes into this look they are just the bait to go out and present these looks and to stir up the conversation yeah so what were your bottoms then Okay, my bottom. Actually, you go ahead with your bottom. Okay. Um, my bottoms, I didn't really have too many. Like, I thought there was some, as I said, were very kind of phoned in and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, in general, I I saw a lot of fuss being made about, like, a lot of the yas over the Jenners, mm. who were both in Versace. I mean, obviously, incredibly beautifully constructed gowns and everything. They looked incredible. Their they bodies lo- looked amazing. Yeah, they looked unreal. Um, uh, and actually, I'm going to lump in Emily Rajkowski into this. I was just bored of it, like, like just it was just like such a like basic bitch take on camp. Mm. I just thought like a showgirl, really. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I'm just like, and now look, Kylie and Kim or Kylie and uh, Kendall never have really blown me away at any of the Met Galas. I've always thought like last year or the ex Makina one where Kylie was dressed in that Alexander Wang thing, and then there oh, was she looked bad last bad year. There was an improvement this year. I that think. wasn't last year. That was the mm-hmm. or last year she was just in a kind of dress. The, it was the ex Makina one, which was the one where she was wearing those tiny glasses. Oh yeah, and, and it was then, really ill-fitting from what I remember. Yeah. She kind of just had stormy, I think. And then uh, Kendall that year also wore the kind of homage to the uh, what's your woman from X Files, the tong dress. I was just always, I always felt it was a bit basic, bitch. But I'm just like, if you are gonna walk this runway with Kim and you've seen what she's in, yeah. like. And you're getting dressed by Donatella Versace. I mean, at least have some, a bit more fun. I'm always looking for a bit more fun with them and I'm just never getting it. Cause even Kim's was like fun in a sense as in like her body was all strapped up and she just looked. It was something new. Like we've exactly. never seen her body like that. It was just fucking done to perfection. And them, I just saw a lot of people kicking up fuss and I was like, I don't get why people are so into these looks. It was like Kendall Jenner looking like fucking mm. Big Bird in Lumo Orange. Mm. And, and then, uh, Kylie was just wearing this fucking wig with this like weird sli- I just wasn't into it I wasn't into the fact that um, there was Kylie was getting a lot of comparison to the VMA little Kim look that was she yeah because it was that purple wig mm. with the purple now obviously the blue hers was wasn't it um, Kim's no Kim's. candles candles with, or uh, what's her name fuck it I keep going yeah no Kylie. it was purple it was kind of mauve lavender Oh, was it? And then it had the My big... My mind is baby blue. <laughs> it, had, it was light purple and it had these the mm. big poofy things, but it was kind of similar enough. The detail on the actual dress was kind of similar enough to what Lil' Kim wore that famous, mm. where she had the nipple pasty on one boob and then it was a jumpsuit. Miley Cyrus has only just recreated that a couple of years ago yeah. at an award show and now we're seeing it. It's kind of like I'm very much over, you know, this like recreating looks to... Well, I guess I that could be that seen as camp. pastiche, but it yeah. wasn't done. It wasn't done to the extent that you really you got the reference, and that's camp. Like you're meant to get the fucking yeah. reference, you know. Yeah, that like way. she didn't have the boob out, or it was just kind of like her body looked amazing, and I was like, yes, girl. The wig, like the wig for me, I yeah, the wig, the wig was just like no. And ca- candles, which to me was just like, you look like a Vegas showgirl, but not even in a cool way. It was like just drag queen done by a fucking straight girl. Like it, was, it wasn't. Like Kendall looked beautiful in oh, the yeah, face, and always. like I love the curves that the. Um, outfit gave but yeah they were just so underwhelming and I just truly find the two of them so I feel like since Kylie her, she peaked at that pregnancy video when we yeah. were all like on the floor like well oh my god I fucking hit the They're pregnancy since boring. then it's like you're boring, boring you and Travis boring, are just smoking boring. the herb and bopping around with Stormy it's boring yeah there was, other, there was other bottoms but like no one that I'm really for me my bottom was Cara Devlin yeah. why do they Delvin. all have such complicated names like Emily Russell 
Anyway, Cara, I just felt it was such, and I understand, yes, it was true to form that it was so hideous. It was definitely camp, but I just hated it. She was wearing Dior. I hated that. It was just like such an obvious take. Just like I'm dressed like pro- anyone I am who came the up pride in a pride flag, flag like and Lupita then, Nyong'o did it too. She was in a pride oh, flag. I, I was it's just like, like blah. camp doesn't have to mean like obviously camp is a, a huge part of like what gay culture has given to pop culture. But like it's just so it's so literal. It's so like not creative for me to mm. literally just wear the pride pride flag. And then she had like a disco kind of cane. She had those huge big stripper kind of heels and like a weird orange stripe as her makeup and mm. then she had that landfill on her head which had like <laughs> fucking shattering teeth and an egg and bananas yeah. and it was just like that's just dumb yeah. and Kara's always like you know fighting for like gay rights gay rights and it's like I'll go as the pride flag it's like boring we get it move Being on there, done no that one ball. cares that you're gay no one cares who your girlfriend is live as you are mm. you know move along and wave that flag but please give me something more something like you know like be creative with it like don't just mm. literally like she honestly would have been more creative if she just got a freaking the original pride flag and turned it into some kind of freaking dress and was like rocking around with that but you know it was just boring yeah it was boring and it was just like yeah it was predictable and Nothing, yeah, nothing new. Especially, it just annoys me when I see fucking celebrities who have such access. Like, especially oh, Cara no. Delevingne. De- De- she has, like, the most, like, she was a huge model. She has so many connections in the fashion world. And, and she's a huge model because she was born into, yeah. like, huge wealth and connections. Mm. And it's like, you could literally wear anything. Mm. Anyway, well, that. Was there anything missing? I would have loved, like, maybe an homage to Karl Lagerfeld. I didn't see much of that. I know Anna Wintour wore his last collection for Chanel. Did she? Okay. Because um, I know Anna Wintour's was also a direct um, reference to a line in the essay by Susan Sontag, yeah, which is, yeah, it's like camp is a woman wearing a dress made completely out of feathers. There was a few Lizzo kind of also had that reference in there yeah. too, which was And Anna afraid. Wintour's, just for, in terms of beauty, Anna Wintour's daughter had this gorgeous kind of black um, satin dress thing that then, this big huge rose and it turned out into a train it was gorgeous but yeah it was but it was, I did feel for this year it was the most kind of conversational that mm. we have had in the past few years I felt like the they did carpet. serve the pink carpet that was like littered in feathers I was like I know Hayley Baldwin looked fab Jim I wish Barbie. she'd shown I saw um, I linked uh, YouTube of this hilarious guy from New York uh, who gave like a massive rundown on YouTube um, we can link it if you want to watch and he was like I would love if Hayley Baldwin showed a bit of a vass instead of mm, you know it had yeah, the thong with the wang if she had just went there like it's camp you can quite literally do whatever the hell you want yeah it's free like, this is your time but anyway it was so fun and I loved looking at all the fits it's just like gorgeous Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Yes. So um, moving on, um, obviously, was it this time last year? There was like the big referendum, repeal the 8th was going on. It was around May last mm-hmm. year, right? And we obviously have done episodes on it it came up so much there was posters everywhere we had a bit of referendum exhaustion towards the end of it yeah um but i filled yeah totally um i found out only recently i did not know this was going on on may 24th there's going to be another referendum all about uh the divorce laws in ireland Mm -hmm. um and the pause period as they call it and look you know this is we're just saying it just to let you guys know that there is a referendum going on but like because we have a bit of anecdotal experience on it we thought we'd touch on it briefly yeah um so it says here that voting yes in ireland's upcoming divorce referendum will allow for more compassionate laws um so warring couples have to prove they've been split for four years of the pre- previous five years before they can get a divorce in Ireland. And on May 24th, voters will be asked to amend the constitution to allow politicians to set the length of this quote unquote pause period. And I know for a fact that Ireland is one of the only countries in the in Europe that has this pause period. Mm-hmm. And one of our own Ickals here is, is going through that. <laughs> yeah. So what it really boils down to for me, it's similar enough to the repeal, is this just distrust in our decisions Mm. which is really um weighs you down which Mm -hmm. is makes you feel like you do not have the control over your how your life goes so i was obviously married at 21 to rilo's dad um rilo's 10 now we got married when he was when i was six months pregnant and we have been separated since rilo was two so that is uh, eight years yeah um, separated now that four within that four years that you're talking about Jenny the pause years um, so you have to be separated and when they say separated four out of the five years living in separate homes uh, and you have okay. to have proof of that because a lot of people say married couples who would have like owned you know thankfully I was just renting and that was all fine so he moved, moved out down. as soon as we separated but there's a lot of couples married couples who still live in the home he won't move she won't move there's kind of trouble there so that means until they move out of the home and um you know are separate living yeah. as separate beings that's when the four years begin so it's this huge bigger ordeal and the reason that like I've spoken before as well I was I'm from a really religious family I was pregnant and the pressure of me getting married was because my parents and the kind of conversation that was going around at that you know about marriage is that you are protected if something goes wrong like if it does break up and you are a mother you are protected um within marriage yeah, yeah yeah because um in if I was a single mom say as I am with Jimmy and I were never married obviously um in terms of maintenance the father of the child, unless you're married, if it's just if you aren't married, the father only has to pay maintenance to the child and to you know help maintain the child's lifestyle. But in marriage, um, apparently, well, this is what it you're really you know, told it's or whatever. Yeah. Told. Well, it is legally told, but it's that he um, there's protection of the wife and the child. Oh, okay. So I um, was on welfare uh, at the time when I started getting. Um, going through the process and deciding that we were going to get divorced he has my ex-husband I've not talked to him or spoken to him since I was pregnant with Luna was the last time I ever saw him and that was the first time in three years then that so, so it's crazy. been 
so many years we don't have he doesn't respond to any of my emails he lives in England he's working he has a long-term relationship I think they've been going out seven years or something um and he's you know he's living his life and I'm just really looking for a divorce I haven't got maintenance off him in seven years I think and so the protection isn't happening that was promised to me as in like you know the I'm reason going through- you got married was to obviously have this like safety net yeah and it's not there so exactly. it's like if the government are obviously you know I keep seeing this kind of narrative as well like um online I was kind of looking at the hashtags on because uh, I think it's a good way of kind of getting like public opinion or whatever mm-hmm. on Twitter and anyone who was against it were like this is going to end in slapdash divorces and it's like so I just don't see the problem in that now obviously you can have a slapdash wedding which is a way bigger mm. uh, decision than a slapdash divorce, I well, think. Well, surely if you can have a slapdash wedding, which yeah. you can in this country, you can be you can have a slapdash divorce. Yeah. Because it's, why not? Yeah. Um, if you can have one, why can't you have the other? It doesn't make sense. And we did pretty much have a slapdash wedding. We, you know, were able to get the forms. We went to Roscommon because there was a huge big waiting list to get the actual forms, mm. the marriage license. So I didn't want to wait. My parents didn't want to wait because I was pregnant. We wanted to get this shit mm. done. And we went to Roscommon. There's obviously like less people maybe getting married there in kind of more the different counties. Got our license and was married within three months. So, you know, and obviously there's no rules. Like I didn't have to, there's no like you have to see this like go to counselling or do this to make sure that you're like going to be bound to this you can you know it's like a Vegas wedding it's just a little bit longer in Ireland Mm -hmm. and um yeah the divorce has been like the most draining process of my existence like we do have just to like people there is an episode called like Lindsay's divorce drama so if you can see how far I think that was last year that was last year and that was last year was the first time that it actually seemed like the ball was finally moving because it was the first time that we were actually going to the courts and being going to be in front of a judge and I felt like frick yeah I'm going to get divorced now my ex-husband or soon to be um didn't bring any of the yeah he didn't bring his bank statements and they couldn't uh, legally divorce us because there's the protection over the child um and he was basically saying that he couldn't afford um maintenance even though he has a full-time job so they sent him off back to England said you have to get your bank statements and um because you have to I don't know the language that was yours the jargon or whatever but he had to go and see a solicitor mm-hmm. over in England and get something signed and sent back to mm-hmm. show that he had kind of presented himself and then it would have happened you know started that then they could have like in a few months maybe brought Processed him back over and, done, and, and we yeah, could have yeah, got, yeah. got the divorce he didn't do even though he signed um, and said to the judge and it was all the kind of like sign on, you know you will definitely do this will you agree to this he in front of the judge and my lawyers admitted that you know he would 100% do this and they gave him I think a two week time frame to do this he didn't and they have tried to contact him he doesn't respond he doesn't respond to me we can't even get Rilo's passport at the moment because his dad has to sign the passport he will not sign it so I can't go away with on holidays with Rilo this year because we don't have a passport and obviously with children's passports it takes a lot they're a lot quicker it's every year five years from what I remember the last time we were getting it's signed three, it was, it's yeah. five, or is it five for three to five it's yeah. really like such a short amount of time uh, so I don't know where I stand and I rang them up a few weeks ago to see like because I haven't heard anything and I'm just like I got a letter in the post being like your lawyer is now switched over to this person because this girl left uh. so I rang them up being like I haven't heard anything in a year 
he was told to go off in two weeks and that yeah, then it would the be what the fuck is the story yeah and here, he was like, like oh well he didn't present himself so we have to start the whole process again and it's just like these are like, the kind of things that okay. like it's just mad that you know there's certain institutions like um, marriage that are set up and you know you always hear that narrative and it's not even just for women it's for like men too you're all like oh it protects you and this and like the man then you have, you'll be able to see the kid and it's like this is a type of referendum that like affects everyone and this is still a Catholic Ireland control mm-hmm. over Ireland like obviously and of course the repeal was so highly emotive and you know it rightfully so got a lot of press and it rightfully so like thankfully passed and all mm. the rest and you know absolutely brilliant but it's just like I find it mad that like I guess it's not as like salacious and not as emotionally driven and I'm not sure why because I remember years ago with yeah. the divorce referendum when it first came in because it was denied the first time yeah my mum and dad remember it my mum was like I think it was 1986 that mm. they tried to put it in and it was denied so we, then they redid it when we were 1996 children. Like, I remember that and it was really mm. a big topic then I remember like my parents talking about it their it friends was, talking about it I was like I don't want my parents to get divorced hey, yeah. No, mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah but um and obviously now I think because we have it and it's just I don't know if it's because our generation aren't really getting married that often yeah um to even consider that it's an issue but it's just like I feel like I'm in this cuckold where my country is just like and obviously like I don't I just don't really know what to do I don't know if especially I'm like I'm being fuckboyed by my ex-husband especially when it's in the hands of the state it's so out of your control and it's so frustrating and like my auntie has gone through it like she had she had a fucking pain in the ass getting her divorce and like this is the um, the uh guy was like in ireland and like was you know pay, like paying child support like and it was still a fucking pain in the ass mm. for them to do it like it's just it's like mine is so simple as well because there's no mortgage all there is is mm. that like he hasn't paid maintenance and i feel like i, I just feel like that's unjust so yeah. i when I was, to them, I was like you know this is taking years and years and years to process and those years and years are going and I'm still not getting the maintenance and I'm still being the main, um, I'm the financial person who's like providing for our child. Mm. How does that make sense? And why can't you put something at least in structure now before the divorce is, goes through? So I don't know what's going to happen. And I don't know, I just don't know. But it really, it makes me think like, you know, if people are saying like you were saying, oh, you know, people will just be really quick to get divorced. If someone, which happens, um, in marriages sometimes people like get married get divorced and actually find themselves yeah. being me- remarried but yeah. you can do that mm. you know and mm. um, so if you do get divorced it's like it's like, you know you're still human well it's just really crazy to be able to enter into what is a very serious legal state-run contract that's very easy to enter into and then almost impossible to get out of like it's especially if the circumstances aren't in any way perfect which most of the time when you're getting a divorce aren't Mm. you know it's always going to be emotionally driven and it's always going to be like you know once the lawyers get involved it it just becomes a shit show for most people you know that way like there are very few people who have these like you know grand divorces and it's like all goes through it's usually quite rich people who can just go through lawyers and not go to have to go through the state so like I just think that you know it's something to think of that the referendum is coming up and I'll definitely be voting in that because like I mean I just think I remember telling some of my American friends like I'm like yeah like you can't it is mad that like in England or in America like they just go down they file the papers you get served your papers 
And you know The worst thing that can happen Is a person Doesn't want to sign the papers And then they get subpoenaed to court And they have to like Mm. And then it's over The fucking contract is done You're not married anymore And you know in the in the modern world where marriage is kind of a lot of the, you know other than uh, for religious reasons like marriage is mostly done as kind of a vanity traditional kind of thing at this point you know that way a lot it, of the time a yeah. lot of the time so it's like if we're going into this contract like we should be able to exit it as easy because i well, mean because it's your life yeah and like I mean I'm in, a, in this situation Like you were saying Like I mean we have no home We have no kind of Financial assets That there's kind of Any battling mm. There's not a lot of work For the lawyers to do Apart from Hopefully um, It forced him to pay Some form of maintenance yeah. For his own child And You know Which would be beneficial For Rilo mm. And You know Thankfully I have my parents Who help me out with So he can like Live a lovely life But it's still just like un- It's just Not right That he mm. brought in um, a child to this world as a married man and just then walked away and has not helped raise him financially or emotionally but um, yeah we're simple it's a really simple black and white he wants it as well like he came mm. over seeking the divorce but he just Lazy doesn't years. want to pay any well he doesn't want to I think it would have cost him 50 pounds to go to the solicitor mm. to present himself and he just won't do it and I'm just like Laziness and I rang them up and they're not giving me any other options because I've heard words like um, you can get um, desertion there's a, f- a way I don't know oh, if it's like it. so I'm before, like can yeah. I just get that because yeah. if he's not like we keep on writing to him even about the passport he's just not writing well, back and if I if I because that's also what I want to get within the divorce I want to be able to have him not included in the passport so I can just mm. renew Rilo's passport yeah. without having the whole hullabaloo. hullabaloo of like having to send it over to him like uh, the first time we did the passport or the last time we did the passport it was like a huge back and forth. He wouldn't respond, wouldn't respond. I remember that. Finally, he responded. We sent over the passport. Like, we had to send over, like, Rilo's pictures that were stamped by the guards, all that kind of stuff. Sent it over to his dad in England. And, you know, the way you have to be go into the guards and they sign it and they stamp everything. He got his friend to sign it. No, are you joking? His friend worked in, like, Extravision over there. So it was, like, Dan Barker, Extravision. I was like, no, no, you don't just get any random fucker to sign <laughs> it. It's... It's either a lawyer or the guard, so we had to send it back. It's like, so we have to do like so. It will not happen in ter- in time for me to say, uh, you know, to bring get a holiday. Away. So we're going to be going to La Hinch for our summer haul. But oh, yeah, rock it's just ups- upsetting for Rilo because, like, you know, last year his passport was um, still G, and we went off and he had a great holiday. It's just mm. you know, it's just as upsetting that like the marriage is there to protect the child and it's not happening here and. It sucks. So mm. please go out and vote, and um, because you don't want to be in this position, it's super, and super to help, sticky. You know, to help people. Like I know there's a um, a really good uh, campaign going on for AIB at the moment, where it's like um, all about abuse and financial control. And, yeah, it's great. Uh, look, look it up. It's a really great campaign. Um, no need to go into detail of it, but like when you see these things that like you know, and this is not just a female uh, experience thing, like financial control or any form of control or anything like that can be just so detrimental. And it's so I could only imagine like being in an abusive situation of marriage and mm. trying to get this fucking passed. Like I mean, obviously your uh, situation is by no means preferable whatsoever. Yeah, but I'm but not like, in danger or anything like exactly. that. I can't imagine if like a woman or a man who is like living with their wife and they both own the home Mm. and he won't leave she won't leave 
and they Holding have to wait kids as ransom and yeah, all that it's shit it's just so like, messy and it's like horrendous for the children and yeah. horrendous to live in and like if you could just get divorced when you decide that you cannot be with this person yeah. and you don't want any legal ties it's the same to them. thing as well of just like not letting people make mistakes mm. like you know the whole thing around repeal is like what if they regret or what let people yeah. regret things people do That's regret life. things all the time if I divorced my husband and then I'm like oh my god he's loving my life just fucking marry him just again, marry him again. <laughs> or, or just get just, back with yeah, him and don't marry exactly like, a divorce doesn't mean you are never allowed to get with him again like I it's know. just you are now not legally bound so yeah please get out and vote for that because um, it's really important um, yeah so we're gonna end this week's episode on a question we got on our Tumblr if you don't know we've got a Tumblr where you can submit anonymous questions it's itgalspodcast.tumblr.com um, and we love bringing these in because it gives you guys a voice and it gives a little bit of uh, what's going on in your gals lives yeah because there's only two of us and we only have our two situations we're like whoa our mm. greenies need our helpsies our helpsies uh, so this one here Lindsay says how do you deal with when your peers get to a certain age and decide they're quote unquote old now and give up the crack I'm turning 27 this summer and still love to party dress ridiculous and don't take life too seriously yet I'm I'm beginning to feel patronised by some of the people my age that time has passed that the next thing is engagements mortgages and pensionable jobs how do you respond to this oppressive timeline culture should I get my shit together or refuse to give up on being young Forever I love this question. I wanna be forever young. No, I totally get this question because you know, going off the marriage thing. Like, we were at a party last week, and uh, our friend's boyfriend. I was talking to him, and he was kind of going, "Ah, oh, yeah, like it's mad." And I go away with all my friends now. Like they all go mental on their holiday because they all have kids and they're all married. And I was like, "Hold <laughs> on, babes. Me and you are the same." My only married friend is Lindsay. Yeah. <laughs> Who had a six month slapdash wedding. Like, yeah. I, it's mad when I've known so many people and I've always been like, when am I getting to that age where all my friends are getting engaged and married? Yeah. Because and you see, we hear it a lot from even like, say, acquaintances of ours where they're like, oh, oh my God, another fucking hand this weekend. Yeah. And I'm like, I've been to one hen. I've never been to one. And it was bizarre. Like, it was like my friend who lives in Canada who, um, she, I think she was just kind of like, oh, do you want to go to my hen? I was like, yeah. Yeah, I do. The, yeah, but like I've loads of friends from like, say, primary school who would have gone off to different secondary schools and yeah. got different friend groups and they're like, I have a wedding, then I have another hen, then I have a baby shower. I'm like, I... I want that. And, and they're then, like, you don't. Yeah. It's so much money. I've so I've so many friends over the years who've just been like, literally every weekend in June is taken up with a wedding or a hen. And it's like our <laughs> friend group and like Jenny and I have like similar, like shared friends, but also different kind of groups as well. Like your school friends would be yeah. different friends. And n- none of our <laughs> friends seem to be going down that road, like very rarely mm. anyway. And um, I see a lot on conversations around like say negative feedback towards Jenny and I and towards it girls and towards us having fun on our Instagram stories not a lot of the kind of what's used against us is our age like mm. would they ever grow up what the state of them I can't believe they're going on they like that at their age they think they're 21 when they're blah, blah, blah. dressing like that the age of them the age of them and it's like what I mean I'm going to probably like I haven't grown up yet and I have been married two children have my own place it's all good you know we're business women now and we're still like what are the rules again we've spoken about before about like just man-made rules there's yeah. no rule that you are like now is the time that you have to dress like this or there's no like switch everyone who is 
acting grown up is just pretending to be grown up. The one thing you learn, everything, one thing I've learned progressively from growing older and from growing up in general um, is that everyone's pretending and everyone's fucking making believe. Everyone is. Everyone who is like, it's like living like I'm, I'm off this weekend tomorrow with the hobby. It's like, you've just accepted this. Like, and me living the way I want to live is just me accepting my reality and the reality that I want to navigate through. Like I would be literally living a lie mm. if I was acting any other way. And, you know, this girl, I feel for her because like, luckily Lindsay and I are kind of in the position of like all of our friends are the same like I remember thinking when I read this question I was like who do I think is gonna get married to my friend group and I was like it's mad like no, no I don't even know anyone engaged like anyone no. like close to me you know that way like yeah I say like circle there's some people that I know and I'm like they'll probably get engaged in the next year or maybe they will but like I'm just like I have an idea but I'm just like it's not even on the horizon in a lot of my friends so I couldn't imagine how this girl is going through uh, this situation with her friends that like they're all just being like I'm whichever girl it It reminds me of that episode of Sex and the City when they went to that engagement party I think it's an early um, episode like in the early seasons and um, they left and they were like oh my god there was all everyone was in couples there you know it's so intimidating mm. and then Carrie's like I think they're intimidated by us and Miranda was like no no they we just scare them oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, they're not yeah. intimidated they just hate us and it's like it is that thing where I mean it is it can feel quite suffocating to be amongst people where who especially when it's something like marriage and mm. mortgages where they're kind of like obtainable via a lot of the time look or like you know if your job is going well if you have a certain income and you know all your exes are crossed and all that kind of stuff that you can get a mortgage then fair play to you Mm. but like it's not like accessible for everyone same with marriage and finding Mm. a someone that you want to settle down with is a large part of luck so Mm. you're like I want to get in on this to kind of be accepted maybe with my friend group or maybe you don't but it's kind of like it's not something that you can be like okay and I we see it a lot even just in female culture where they're like I'm going to go and get, I'm going to, getting married this year. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, do yeah, this. Yeah. This is my plan. I want to get married. I want to have kids. And it's like, it's, you know, if you want that, that's wonderful. But it may not, it's not a definite for everyone. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a sure thing. And the age thing is just strange because I feel like now I'm 32. Like I, um, I own my age. I say my age. I don't try to hide my age. Yeah, I'm 32. Here. I act this way. I act this way because I'm 32 and I want to act this way. I don't have to act any other type of way. And I'm still maintaining, like, my kids are going to school. My kids are yeah. well looked after their Well, you've fed. grown up I'm where it matters. As fuck. You have a home. You're, you're yeah. keeping a home. You, your kids are happy and healthy and they're going to school. You know what I mean? I'm just not conservative. And I think yeah. that, I think with age, you know, we have obviously our college years where we're partying and you're out and you're wild. And that's allowed at a certain age, like in your 20s, you're like on a teens to like mid 20s it's allowed and acceptable Mm. to act a certain way to act wild you don't you know you're not expected to be any other way but then there's some vague age I don't know if it's 27 28 where it's like all of a sudden it's you're open for kind of uh questioning like I get it like a lot because you know I another thing that I always try to talk about just because like I feel like you can get shamed is like I still live at home my Mm. parents like I you know I still live at home for multiple reasons, you know, that way, like, because 
unfortunately up until like last year or so I was never in the financial uh, position to be able to move out there's also like a you know renting crisis in Ireland so like even when I was in the position to look to move out there was nowhere for me to live but also it's but it's also like it's what's suiting it's exactly it's my business and it's what's suiting my life now and you know I think one trap that I see a lot of people fall into and whether that is entering into marriage without really being able knowing the consequences if you want to end that marriage or whether it's you know getting a mortgage or moving out when it's beyond your financial um capabilities like that's what makes sense for my life now like I would have been fucked if I moved out of my mm. mom and dad's house when I had my last job and then got made redundant I would have been fucked and that you have to always think that like it's like your path makes sense for you now and like it's not that I'm like ah fuck it like I'm not like you know grand I live me best in 50 but, but I, I do but fa- even if so even you know if so but I, I just I hate that like shaming because you do get a lot of shame around it and people like I know I've seen people like look at me like kind of like <laughs> like I'm sorry I'm not living in a fucking squat in Dublin 8 like Literally. if that's not like my business is my, my my financial business is my business and I just I don't like that um, judgment that can come along with that you know that way of like Mm -hmm. they used to live with their ma it's like you're basically judging someone's financial uh, situation or just someone's choice like even if you like because you may find yourself like in a position where you do have the financial Mm. possibility to move out and it is worth like I mean it's always been working for you living at home Mm. you have a really lovely relationship with your family respectful relationship with your family you can Mm. come and go you know like there's nothing really holding you back yeah you live so close to town for example and it's the same my sister still lives at home she really enjoys you know coming home from work and having like the conversations with my mom and dad and like that close relationship and like again she can come and go she as she pleases she can mm-hmm. sleep in her boyfriend's room. like it works for her there's no like obstruction of her growing up or like her life living her life as she wants to because she lives at home mm. and there's the you know then my other sister did move out and that's working for her but it really is just like what you desire in life and like some people do want to you know get to a certain age where I see a lot of people they're like oh 30 or this people talk about age in such a like negative manner as in like oh I was expecting to be at this place in my life when I turned 30 or or whatever like I mean and that's just end of the day what you put the expectations you put on an age or on you know what you should be doing at this age or what where you should be at your life in this age a lot of the time is built around like social constructs and a lot of the time is made up by no one but yourself and, and it's a lot of the time as well completely out of your control mm-hmm. so I totally just think live like you want to live and accept yourself and your age and there's no there's no age restrictions of wearing hot pants twerking living at home not having a job that you want there's no age restrictions so just do your thing gals but thank you so much for that question thanks for listening yes we'll be back next week with a longer episode we were on a tight schedule this week so um thanks for listening and we'll talk to you later bye guys
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.